Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Trundlebed Tales. I am starting today a series, well, a short series, of a different sort of episodes. Uh, partly it's because I didn't get an episode done for National Read Aloud Day, and I wanted to uh, do something for that. And partly because I want to kind of do some short episodes so I can try... Uh, out a couple different mics and see how it is. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to take, oh, somewhere around 10 minutes and read part of a story. And if I don't get all the way through the story, then I'll find a good stopping place and pick up there uh, with the next episode and a different microphone. Now this one is um, uh, from from a book called Mother Westwind's Children, and it is a book by Thornton W. Burgess, who is a children's author that our children's librarian at the Iowa City Public Library, Hazel Westgate, got us on the series when I was a kid, and we just loved them. Uh, Burgess is known for being a naturalist, and his stories are usually uh, full of anthropomorphic animals that uh, wear clothes and talk and and things like that, but most of the things they do are what really goes on in the wild, and they take place in the green meadow and the green forest. This is the first story. Danny Meadow Mouse learns his, why his tail is short. Danny Meadow Mouse sat in his doorway and looked down the lone little path across the green meadows. Way, way over near the smiling pool, he could see old Mother, Mother Westwood's children the merry little breezes at play. Sammy Jay was sitting on a fence post. He pretended to be taking a sun bath, but really he was planning mischief. You never see Sammy Jay that he isn't in mischief or planning it. Reddy Fox had trotted past an hour before in a great hurry. Up on the hill, Danny Meadow Mouse could just see Jimmy Skunk pulling over every old stick and stone he could find no matter whose house it might be, and excusing himself because he was hungry and he was looking for beetles. Jolly Round Red Mr. Sun was playing at hide-and-seek behind some fleecy white clouds. All the birds were singing and singing, and the world was happy. All but Danny Meadow Mouse. No, Danny Meadow Mouse was not happy. Indeed, he was very far from happy, and all because his tail was short. By and by, up came old Mr. Toad. It was a warm day, and Mr. Toad was very hot and very, very thirsty. He stopped to rest beside the house of Danny Meadow Mouse. Good morning, Danny Meadow Mouse, said old Mr. Toad. It's a fine morning. Morning, said Danny Meadow Mouse grumpily. 
I hope your health is good this morning, continued old Mr. Toad, just as if he hadn't noticed how short and cross Danny Meadow Mouse had answered. Now, old Mr. Toad is very ugly to look upon, but the ugliness is all in his looks. He is the sunniest of hearts, and always he is looking for a chance to help someone. Danny Meadow Mouse, said old Mr. Toad, you make me think of your grandfather a thousand times removed. You do indeed. You look just like he did when he lost half of his tail and realized that he never, never could get it back again. Danny Meadow Mouse sat up suddenly. What are you talking about, old Mr. Toad? What are you talking about, he asked. Did my grandfather a thousand times remove the half of his tail? And was it shorter than mine is now? Was it, old Mr. Toad? And how did he come to lose the half of it? Old Mr. Toad laughed a funny, silent laugh. It's a long story, said old Mr. Toad, and I'm afraid I can't tell it. Go down to the smiling pool and ask great-grandfather Frog, who is my first cousin, how it happened your grandfather, a thousand times removed, lost the half of his tail. But before you go, catch three fat, foolish green flies and take them with you to, as a present to Grandfather Frog. Danny Meadow Mouse could hardly wait for old Mr. Toad to stop speaking. In fact, he was in such a hurry that he almost forgot his manners. Not quite, however, for he shouted, Thank you, Mr. Toad, thank you, over his shoulder as he rushed off down the lone little path. You see, his short tail had always been a matter of mortification to Danny Meadow Mouse. All his cousins in the Mouse family and the Rat family have long, smooth, tapering tails, and they have always been a source of envy to Danny Meadow Mouse. He had felt his queer short tail to be a sort of disgrace. So when he would meet one of his cousins dancing down the low little path with his long, slim, tapering tail behind him, Danny Meadow Mouse would slip out of sight under the long grass. He was so ashamed of his own little tail. It looked so mean and small. He had wondered and wondered if the Meadow Mice had always had short tails. He used to ask everyone who came his way if they had ever seen a Meadow Mouse with a long tail. But he never found anyone who had. Perhaps, thought Danny Meadow Mouse as he turned down the lone little path, perhaps Grandfather Frog, who is very wise, will know why my tail is short. So he hurried this way and he hurried that way over the green meadows in search of fat, foolish green flies. And when he had caught three, he caught one more for good measure. Then he started for the smiling pool as fast as his short little legs would take him. When he finally reached the edge of the smiling pool, he was quite out of breath. There sat great-grandfather Frog on his big green lily pad. He was blinking his great goggly eyes at jolly round red Mr. Sun. Oh, Grandfather Frog, said Danny Meadow Mouse in a very small voice, for you know he was quite out of breath with running. Oh, Grandfather Frog, I bought you four fat, foolish green flies. Grandfather Frog put a hand behind an ear and listened. Did I hear someone say foolish green flies? asked Grandfather Frog. Yes, Grandfather Frog. Here they are, said Danny Meadow Mouse, still in a very small voice. Then he gave Grandfather Frog the four fat, foolish green flies. What is it that you want me to do for you, Danny Meadow Mouse? Father Frog, as he smacked his lips, for he knew that Danny Meadow Mouse must want something to bring him four fat, foolish green flies. 
If you please, said Danny Meadow Mouse very politely. If you please, Grandfather Frog, old Mr. Toad tell me, told me that you could tell me how Grandfather Meadow Mouse a thousand times removed lost half his tail. Will you, Grandfather Frog? Will you? Sugar room, said Grandfather Frog. My cousin, Mr. Toad, talks too much. But he settled himself down comfortably on a big lily pad, and this is what he told Danny Meadow Mouse. Once upon a time, when the world was young, Mr. Meadowmouse, your grandfather a thousand times removed, was a very fine gentleman. He took a great deal of pride in his appearance, said Mr. Meadowmouse, and they used to say on the green meadows that he spent an hour, a full hour, every day combing his whiskers and brushing his coat. Anyway, he was very fine to look upon with Mr. Meadowmouse, and not the least attractive thing about him was his beautiful, long, slim tail, of which he was very proud. Now, about this time, there was a great deal of trouble on the green meadows and in the great green forest, for someone was stealing. Yes, stealing. Mr. Rabbit complained first, to be sure Mr. Rabbit was lazy and his cabbage patch had grown a little more than weeds. Well, he'd been minding other folks' affairs rather than his own, but then that is no reason why he should lose half of the little he did raise. And that is just what he, what he said had happened. No one believed what Mr. Rabbit said, for he had such a bad name for telling things that were not so that when he did tell the truth, no one could be quite sure of it. So no one paid much heed to what Mr. Rabbit said until Happy Jack Squirrel one day went to his snug little hollow in the big chestnut tree where he stores his nuts and discovered half of them had been stolen. Then Striped Chipmunk lost the greater part of his winter store of corn. A fat trout was stolen from Billy Mink. It was a terrible time for everyone suspected everyone else, and no one on the Green Meadows was happy. One evening, Mr. Meadowmouse went for a stroll along the crooked little path up the hill. It was dark, very dark indeed, but he had just passed Striped Chipmunk's Granary, the place where he stores his supply of corn and acorns for the winter. Mr. Meadowmouse met his cousin, Mr. Wharf Rat. Now, Mr. Wharf Rat, was very big and strong, and Mr. Meadowmouse had for a long time looked up to and admired him. Good evening, Cousin Meadowmouse, said Mr. Wharf Rat, swinging a bag down from his shoulder. Will you do a favor for me? Now, Mr. Meadowmouse felt very much flattered, and as he, could, uh, as he was a very obliging fellow anyway, he promptly said he would. All right, said Mr. Wharf Rat. I'm going to get you to tote this bag down the crooked little path to the hollow chestnut tree. I've got an errand back on the top of the hill. So Mr. Meadowmouse picked up the bag, which was very heavy, and swung it over his shoulder. Then he started down the crooked little path. Halfway down, he met Striped Chipmunk. Good evening, Mr. Meadowmouse, said Striped Chipmunk. What are you toting in the bag across your shoulder? Now, of course, Mr. Meadowmouse didn't know what was in the bag, and he didn't like to admit that he was working for another, for he was very proud with Mr. Meadowmouse. So he said, just a planting of potatoes, I begged from Jimmy Skunk, just a planting of potatoes, striped chipmunk. Now, no one had ever suspected Mr. Meadowmouse of stealing. No, indeed. Striped chipmunk would have gone his way and thought no more about it had it not happened that there was a hole in the bag and from it something dropped at his feet. Striped chipmunk picked it up, and it wasn't a potato. It was a fat acorn. Striped chipmunk said nothing but slipped it into his pocket. Good night, said Mr. Meadowmouse once. 
more shouldering the bag. Good night, said Striped Chipmunk. No sooner had Mr. Meadow Mouse disappeared in the darkness down the crooked little path than Striped Chipmunk hurried to his granary. Someone had been there and stolen all his acorns. Then Striped Chipmunk ran to the house of his cousin, Happy Jack Squirrel, and told him how the acorns had been stolen from his granary and how he'd met Mr. Meadowmouse with a bag over his shoulder and how Mr. Meadowmouse was toting home a planting of potatoes he had begged from Jimmy Skunk. And this, said Striped Chipmunk, holding out the fat acorn, is what fell out of the bag. And with that, we are about halfway through that first story. But in keeping this episode short, we are going to stop there. And then we are going to pick up, uh, well, in the next couple days right there with a different microphone. And we'll see how you like that one. Thank you very much for joining us today on Trundlebed Tales. And this has been Mother Mess. Mother West Wind's Children by Thornton W. Burgess. Danny Meadowmouse learns why his tale is short. Part one. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.